0: Hey, welcome back to the Quarantined Christian Podcast. Uh, This is episode 14. I can't believe I've produced this many. Uh, But also, I've been doing it every couple of days. So, you know, it kind of makes sense. Uh, Today, I'm looking at Acts chapter uh, 3, verse 16. I'm continuing on with the the 316s theme for my my episode. Uh, We're looking at Acts chapter 3, verse 16 today. Uh and before I get into it though, if, if you have any prayer requests, any questions, comments about any of the episodes that I have published so far, please by all means make sure that you send me a comment if you are on the anchor. Uh, the anchor app or if you're on my website, anchor.fm slash quarantined Christian, uh, you can leave me comments uh and questions or prayer requests uh through a an audio message. I would love to get that feedback from you guys and I'd respond as timely as I possibly can. Uh, if it definitely if it's something to, to pray about, uh praise, prayer requests, what have you, I would love to uh to pray for that as well. Um, so I want to turn my attention to the content for this episode. Um, so Two episodes ago, I, I looked at Luke three sixteen Luke, and Luke's Gospel and the Book of Acts actually are a two part volume, uh, two part body of work by Luke the physician, same author uh, as on both books, and uh, he it's it's really the only book of history that is written in the New Testament. You have several books of history in the Old Testament. This is really the only book of history in the New Testament. Uh, as far as the way it's categorized. And so when you read through the Gospel of Luke and then Acts back to back, you get this really cool, complete set of writing that doesn't just end with Jesus' resurrection. It actually continues with the Apostle's response to his resurrection, which means proclaiming the good news of salvation offered by God the Father through Christ the Son. So unlike the Gospels, though, which are focused on creating a narrative that develops a flow of Jesus' teachings and theology, Acts is a litany of events that chronicle the, mis- the ministry of the early church in the first century. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through the verse, we'll break it down, and we'll, we'll get into it. So today's verse, Acts 3.16, says this, "...through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes." Now, I really hate taking single verses out of context. This is one of those ones that can easily be misunderstood because the context is not presented in the text itself. So, background on this passage. The first half of the passage has Peter, yes, the same guy who constantly looked before he leapt, healing a crippled man just outside the temple with the help of John, same guy who wrote the passage that we studied in the previous episode. Now the second half of Acts chapter 3 has Peter speaking in the temple and confronting a crowd of listeners with regards to the truth about Jesus Christ. Specifically in verse 16, Peter is pointing out what can be done through great faith. This is him talking to the crowd. Uh, Peter was able to heal a man who had been born without the full capabilities of his body. The man had been born and he was crippled. We actually see something very similar to that throughout the gospel narratives, especially in the Gospel of John. However, it's not what can be accomplished through faith that is the focus of this episode. While our faith in Christ does indeed help create an opportunity to do great things in the name of Jesus, I want to focus on the opening words that Peter uses in this verse. The key is faith, faith itself. The crippled man wasn't healed because of Peter's faith. He is actually healed because of his own faith. It wasn't because of the fancy words or the the over-enunciated prayer or some other grandiose display on Peter's part. He was healed because of faith, plain and simple. And as I said, it wasn't Peter's faith that healed him, it was his own. Peter and John already knew that telling the man to get up and walk was going to work because they had seen it work before. Jesus did it. They had seen it. They saw with their own eyes what the power of Christ is capable of doing. When the man willingly took Peter's hand and followed the instruction... Healing in the name of Christ took place. That is, that is phenomenal. All the man was asked to do was reach out and take Peter's hand. Peter said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And he reached out his hand to pull the guy up. The guy had two choices. He could take Peter's hand and let and let this man he has never met lift him from the ground. Or he had the the choice of ignoring it and just saying, I wish you had healed me. But on faith, on faith, after a lifetime of being unable to use his body properly, he took Peter's hand and let the apostle pull him to his feet. See, faith is crucial. We talked about this yesterday, or not yesterday, in the previous episode. We talked about this in the previous episode, that faith is crucial. Our belief in, in Jesus is what saves us. It's that free gift of God. There are other organizations and individuals that try to add to or subtract from faith. I mentioned that in the passing episode. I mention it again. Faith is incredibly healing, but only if we are willing to step out in faith and entrust our cares, our fears, and our worries to Christ. Now, I, I'll be honest. With everything going on with COVID-19 and, and the, the shelter in place and the quarantine, I am panicked. Just a bit. I'm not running around like a chicken with its head cut off. I'm not freaking out in the streets. I, I'm not protesting. I'm not, I'm not bitterly going about trying to, to do anything other than what I normally would do. I've taken the opportunity to, uh, with the free time that I have, to do a little bit more cleaning around my house. I have taken the opportunity to be able to focus on and get the coursework for my teaching credential worked on. Uh, I've probably got the highest level of grades I've had in a very long time. Uh, probably since my, my master's program that I did. And... Uh, But I am panicked. However, to offset that, I'm spending time in God's word. I'm spending time in prayer. And I'm focusing my energies on expecting God to work some awesome miracles through this whole thing. and when my my daughter was uh was younger she's in middle school now but when she was in when she was in like in first and second grade she had issues with waking up in the middle of the night and feeling scared so scared in fact that she either crawled into bed with on my wife's side or she requested one of us to sleep on the uh, out in the living room with her she'd be on one couch one of us would be on the other uh and and usually during the summer months she would camp out in the living room that was kind of her thing she liked it but she would get scared one time after this had gone through I I took my daughter aside and I I read to her the passage from Philippians 4 6 and 4 13 I read them to her and we meditated on them especially on on 4 6 and and Philippians 4.6 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And of course, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. After some discussion of the things that make her afraid, we prayed together, and I shared with her some of my cares and concerns and worries and fears that I hold inside. I'm not going to share that here, because those, I mean, aside from what I shared with regards to what's going on socially, a lot of those other concerns are really not for, you know, the ears of the general public. But I shared with her those things because it was simply an opportunity an opportunity to be vulnerable for my daughter's sake. A lot of parents hold back from feeling vulnerable. They kind of like, I mean, personally, I like the idea of being looked at as Superman to my kids. But when I I was vulnerable with her, and she understood that even adults can sometimes feel afraid, that made her just a little braver. But we came up with a very easy four-word prayer. And it became her mantra for bedtime from that point on. I would read to her a short, a short story or a chapter from a story. And we would then do the prayer. I trust you, God. We prayed. She went back to bed. I went back to doing what I, I need to do as far as work. And not long after we prayed, she interrupted my work to tell me that she no longer felt afraid. And from that point on, she really wasn't. She was able to stay in her bed. She doesn't, she wasn't getting scared. No nightmares, nothing. God answers prayers. And he is faithful to those who trust in him. He heals and he restores those that abide with him. And that is the overarching message from what Peter says in Acts 3.16. The whole purpose is for us to remain in constant faith with God, that we trust God. Not implicitly, but explicitly. Sometimes it's easy to forget the restorative process that takes place when we fully entrust everything on our hearts and our minds to God. When we hand over the burden to God and we let Him work on it, things can happen. But when we hold on to it, we try to keep control of it, we actually find ourselves enslaved by those fears, by those concerns, by those worries. When we hand them over, we're handing over a burden. And we find ourselves freed from the constraints that prevent us from experiencing the true metamorphosis that our relationship with God can have when we remain faithful to Christ. And that's where I want to leave you guys with this episode today. We live right now in a time of of fear. We live in a time of uncertainty. We live in in a time of concern and worry and panic we're not sure what's going to happen from day to day we're not certain uh, if there's going to be a next paycheck we're not going to be certain if there's going to be a bill that we are unable to pay for many of us are expecting that our governments are going to do something to help us out and in many cases the help that they're offering is, is not necessarily the help that we need or is going to be effective. But every time we go to God with our worries, every time we go to God with our anxieties, with our fears, with our concerns, with our doubts, and we turn all of those things over to Him, I can guarantee you, He is going to restore us. I guarantee you, He is going to work miracles. We just have to be expectant of those things to happen. Not necessarily in our time. Not on our timetable. God's got a plan. I cannot say for the life of me what it is. And there's a lot of people out there who, who constantly question what that plan is. How could a good and just and loving God allow bad stuff to happen? Simply put, the bad stuff happens because of sin. Because we as human beings fall short of God's glory. Because we try to do things our own way, we give God the finger, and we try to uh, just put things into our own hands. We're the worst at doing that. We are not in any control whatsoever, but God is. And even though bad things happen, God can still use those bad things to make good things take place. So wherever you're at with that, I just want to encourage you to not be anxious about anything. Just go to God in prayer. Let Him restore you because of your faith. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just I want to lift up this, this time to you. Lord, I pray that through all the anxiety and worry and everything that we're going through right now, that uh, you work in this situation. Whatever our needs are, whatever our concerns, our worries, Lord, I just pray that you work in those situations. You know what we need. You know how best to take care of us. Lord. And I pray that you work in those individual and collective situations to bring about your glory. We believe in miracles. And in spite of our fears, there's only four words that ring out. I trust you, God. adding three more in all things. Lord, I lift up this time to you and for the people who are listening to this podcast, whoever they may be, that they will be blessed and reminded that you are still there in the midst of all the chaos. I pray all these things to you in your precious and holy name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening. If you uh, have any questions or comments that you'd like to leave about the content of today's episode uh, or you have ideas for future episodes, I would love to hear them. Also, if you have any prayer requests or praises that you would like to share, by all means, please send those to me. Uh, There should be a button either on the Anchor app or on the website, anchor.fm slash quarantined christian, where you can... uh, you can... Uh, send me those audio recordings. Hope you have a blessed day. Thanks for listening.